Hey guys, Matt Donald here. I have heard your feedback at last. All of you who have subscribed to the Patreon at patreon.com slash matthewdonald, where we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. For the last year, you've been like, hey, Matt Donald, you and your little co-hosts have barely talked about pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. Instead, you've talked about whatever other crap you want and flimsily connecting it to paleontology or prehistoric animals in some way. Like, friends? Because Ross is sometimes a paleontologist? Corpse bride? Because it's a corpse that comes to life like Jurassic Park? What are you talking about? When are you going to talk about something that actually has dinosaurs in it? Rest assured, listeners, I have heard your feedback loud and clear. And this month we're talking about something that definitely has dinosaurs in it. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness! A T-Rex and a Triceratops appear in the background in one scene where they're traveling through the dimensions for all of a second and a half. You're welcome, listeners. Link is in the description before you can sign up to the Patreon. Thanks for your support! Have a good day! Yeah! Roar! Growl! Snarl! Bellow! Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast where little Jack Horner sits in a corner as we mock his paleontological takes. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> My name is Matthew Donald. Each week, I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genius of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I'm joined by Jack Horner's biggest fan, self-proclaimed. Now. Nah, so, now. He says he agrees with all of his ideas. T-Rex is a scavenger. Uh. Um, Pachycephalosaurus is split, is, has a bunch of different other species within its gene. Yep, that's you. No, yeah, just because Steve I Curro. did a report on him do, uh, in college doesn't mean I buy into his asinine theories. <laughs> uh, did you see the new Puss in Boots movie that just came out? I did not. Okay, so Jack Horner's the villain in it. <laughs> but again, the, the that's why I came up with, that's why I realized, oh, oh wait, that's... Oh, uh, I see. That's like, that's because like, there's the nursery rhyme, little Jack Horner sat in the corner, but in this, he's big Jack Horner. And he's voiced by John Mulaney, which is funny. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but I just... <laughs> I had forgotten that there was that he was named. I mean, obviously the nursery rhyme came first, but right. And technically, Jack Horner. His real name is John Horner. So right, technically, but everyone calls him Jack Horner. Yeah, and uh, so, uh, yeah, that that Puss in Boots movie is pretty good. The villain in it, you think it's the big bad wolf. Turns out it's just death. Oh, like he's got these that scythes. Got, that got dark. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he says, like, I'm death. Not not metaphorically, not poetically. I am literally death, because the whole thing is that. Puss in Boots is like, he's on his ninth life, right. and he needs to get the wishing star to try and get his lives back, because he's been wasting his lives, and Death is mad at him for wasting all of his other lives, not taking them seriously, so he's just going to finish his last one himself. Uh-oh. <laughs> so. Wow. And he's got this whistle that's pretty eerie, that, like, that like um, whenever Puss in Boots is, he hears the whistle, he just gets terrified. <laughs> that's actually really intricate for the whole Shrek saga. I know. <laughs> Although, like, there's a... Oh no! There's like a thing where like he like when he first sees death and like like he gets his the top of his head and like Puss in Boots is hiding and then like a bit of blood drips down his forehead from the scythe uh, and then you see him's life flashing over four his eyes. It does show part one of the clips that shows him is from Shrek, like from him with Shrek and Donkey. And I'm like, right, wow, this right. universe got dark. <laughs> <laughs> but way to go, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> I know exactly. It was a good movie though. People have been putting it with. Uh, up against Avatar for, for their fate because it's like it's another long-awaited sequel. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
if you're going to compare special effects, Avatar 2 wins. Yeah. Hands down. But if you're going to compare stories, honestly, I mean, that's Avatar a... 2 could have been a little better. I mean, I mean, hey, that's the same with the first one. It's not really about the story. It's about the experience. It is it's a, about the vibe. It's a very immersive experience. <laughs> yeah. And if it motivates people to protect the environment and other I mean, things, then that's good. I, I don't know why people give Avatar such a bad rap for the plot. It's not like Lord of the Rings has the best plot either. Uh, I'm just going to say one word. Yeah. Spider. Yeah. Did you, you saw the movie? Yeah, right? I saw this movie. I didn't mind Spider. Some people hated him. I liked him. I liked his concept, but yeah. then he was like so erratic. Oh, hey, Jake. Nope. Uh, I I hope you don't mind. I rescued the madman who tried to murder your family. Are we good, I mean, bro? No. I mean, look. I mean, no. yeah. That, I think that had depth to his character at the end. Also, I do think they're kind of because like earlier when Natiri threatened to to kill Spider, you know, right? Well, and that, then Quarch well, said like that means nothing to me. But then eventually Quarch proved him wrong was like okay fine so that's why he had he felt like he owed him his life i mean i guess but then but... also i i really think they're setting up quartz for a redemption arc in the next one you think so yeah just because i don't think james cameron would be dumb enough to have quartz be the villain for a third time i heard they stated he's going to be the villain for the whole series really i could be wrong well i don't know well they'll have to figure out some way to make it more uh, to make it more interesting i guess because but then i don't know, like they also implied he's like, he seemed kind of hurt when uh, Spider left him. And, like, they also, yeah, the first Quaritch did terrible things. And so did this one, too. too. But um, they did say, make sure to point out he's not the same guy. He just has his memories. Right. So, I don't know. It could, it could be setting up a it's, redemption arc for it's him. A, I don't know. I just... Possibly. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, because I think what's going to happen personally, I don't know. And this is my dinosaur late question, I guess, because we're, ta- we're talking about Avatar. <laughs> um, I think what's going to happen is that that lady that said, like, we got to move here permanently she's gonna be the villain in the final later she's definitely gonna have a big hand to play yeah and then quartz will have to team up with with jake i don't know we'll have to see i have faith in james cameron to pull it off oh yeah no whatever he comes up with i'll go see it'll be fun i just hope that the story is a little less predictable just yeah i don't know i mean hey i didn't expect that one kid to die yeah, that was kind of... Uh, yeah, their that, oldest that kid. That was a little the, surprising. Yeah, but other than that, yeah. I don't know. I think the story's a bit better. This guy. It was less predictable. But again, it's all... It's, it, Avatar's not really about the story. It's about the vibe. Right. Again, <laughs> so, the vibe is beautiful. Uh, it's just like how you feel during it. Uh, and it's sort of like, you know, the, all the interesting... Bi- biota is that the word of the sure. of uh, <laughs> the world of Avatar? And speaking of interesting biota, <laughs> we're talking about... Uh, a very interesting Ovi Raptorid or Ovi Raptorosaur. Oh, mm. uh, man. And I know one that's a, a, you're a big fan of the character that this, that has, is a species in my Megazone oh, books. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, look, she is kind of one note. I didn't really go into much depth in her character, but uh, she was just a side part of the rat tag team. So, I mean, I, I was, it, I was on an airplane. Yeah. On the way to one of my cousin's weddings, I think, when I was reading that book. Yeah. And then I fir- I read that first training scene where Brookie, Brookie, right? That's yeah, Brookie. Where Brookie comes out and she's like, missiles, missiles, missiles. And I was just laughing so hard. And it was just like, so, she, she's so pretty fun. manic. Like, she's, so, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> she, she's like, yeah, she's, she's just like, so sings over and over again, like just all this other stuff. So, and, and what is, what strange species is she? She's a gigantoraptor. Yes. <laughs> it means giant thief. I actually, um, in an earlier version of Megazoke I wrote in high school, uh, the day this, I found out about this creature, the day I found the news article about it, I put it in that version. Ah, nice. Because I try to make sure it includes some new species whenever I can. Like I found out about Yi, I think it was discovered as I was writing the first of the new, of the current Megazoic books. So that's why I was like, I got to fit it in somehow. So I put in the third one. Uh, and there's so many more that have come out since 
since then i'm like i gotta i guess i gotta go back every year they find a new species it's uh, they find so many new species every year we're in the golden age of dinosaur discovery <laughs> so yeah it means giant thief type it is an oviraptor or sore in fact the biggest one ever so far <laughs> uh how big though it's 26 feet slash eight meters long 1.8 to two tons yes very big. it's a lot bigger than the others in its family <laughs> i just remember seeing Gigantoraptor in an episode of, I think it was Planet Dinosaur? Yes, as one of the pop culture appearances. Right, there. right. Like, or just you know. suddenly appears out of nowhere with all the, and scaring off the other Utah, <laughs> the other Oviraptor. I'm like, mm, it's not, I mean, that might have happened in the same episode, but the moment I'm thinking of, there's a Tyrannosaur of mm-hmm. some sort that approaches... Probably Tarbosaurus. Ne- yeah, probably Tarbosaurus, because this is Asia. But it approaches this Gigantoraptor nest, and then both of them run the re- the re- uh, the Tyrannosaur off. It's like these two gigantic demonic chickens. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's crazy. cow! <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's an omnivore, like um, most Oviraptors, although it's hard to tell, kind of. Well, I'm assuming it's an omnivore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it could browse off of trees, or it could just pluck something off the ground. <laughs> um Time mid-Cretaceous, 100 to 96 billion years ago. That's earlier than I thought, so maybe it wasn't uh, um, Tarbosaurus, because that'd be later, huh? It was some kind of... It wasn't Tyrannosaurus rex. It was an Asian species. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, maybe Electrosaurus with an A. You know, that Possibly. one's around that area, I think. I saw uh, an Electrosaurus skull once. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a, another story, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in Mongolia, described 2007, pop culture appearances, the documentaries Extreme Dinosaurs, Bizarre Dinosaurs, Dinosaur Revolution, and Planet Dinosaur. And also the show Dino Dana, uh, which I assume is the staff counterpart of the show Dino Dan that I've had on this mentioned a few times. And I refuse to do any further research to think otherwise. Like, <laughs> so maybe Dino Dana came first. Maybe they're totally unrelated. Who knows? And who cares? <laughs> Sorry, Dan and Dana. <laughs> um, so when it comes to dinosaur groups, usually they're all roughly the same size. Maybe one big member to stand out. Like Stegosaurus is the big Stegosaur. Uh, Triceratops and Pentaceratops are the big Ceratopsians. Uh, Utah Raptor is the big Dromaeosaur and so on. But usually by big, it's only a little bit bigger, like 30 or 40% bigger. Right. How about one where the biggest representative is three times as long and 35 times heavier yeah. than the next biggest one? <laughs> That's Gigantoraptor in That's regards just, to the Oviraptor. That's insane. That's insane. Where's the middle ground? Did one just suddenly hatch Paul Bunyan style? for? So, the- so by comparison, it's like having a normal all the varieties of normal chicken and then having a, a one... chicken a chicken the size of a horse or right something. right exactly <laughs> <laughs> so less like oviraptor gigantoraptor had developed feathers but since it was so big and it lived in the hot desert it was probably also partially naked maybe it had like a mostly featherless neck and head like an ostrich i could see that uh can you imagine seeing an ostrich but 15 feet tall <laughs> that would be just a little intimidating <laughs> like i would die not due to it kicking or pecking or disemboweling me it just i'd have a heart attack seeing it <laughs> like, like i'd just be like no because <laughs> imagine like this thing like and also it has a pretty big head so it's just like it just goes pluck yeah the powerful beak Very yeah powerful beak. powerful beak just like you pluck and then just down its gullet <laughs> like I would uh, have a strong compulsion to run. I don't for know some reason, true. I find this. I would find running into this thing more terrifying than running into like whatever Tarbosaurus or whatever creature. Yeah, like, I, I, I think it's just because like you see Tarbosaurus, Tyrannosaurus. It's a big, scary, somewhat reptilian animal with teeth. Yeah, you know, but um, but it's it, that's a familiar idea to us. Then you see this creature, which is just so utterly bizarre. Yeah. and gigantic. And also, I think that's what makes it freaky. Also, it seemed very lightly built. I bet it could run really fast. Oh yeah, like a Tarbosaurus. I feel like 
if given a head off a head start, I could outrun it. You said it was only what one ton, something like that. Yeah, like one, one, yeah, one or two tons. Right. Yeah. So, so it's. I, I imagine, like, <laughs> did you ever see? What was it that that fairy? The one of the live action fairy tale movies, uh, Jack the Giant Slayer. No, uh, it's it's all right. It's um, but it's it, but it, there's one part they do a really good job of making the giants seem scary and doing like and not only are they big but also fast. Yeah. Like at one point, um, one of them runs into them when they're up on the top of the beanstalk and they're going to land of the giants, or whatever. And this one runs into one. This one soldier runs into one and he freaks out and he runs and you see the giant just watching him run. And he runs, the guy runs like as fast as he can for like 20 seconds. And then suddenly the giant suddenly just takes two steps <laughs> and just goes through. Right, right. I, finally, after giving up a head start, he's like, boom, boom, <laughs> grabbing him. And that's what, that's what I feel like this would be. So, it would watch you run for a bit. Like, oh, you think you can get away? Oh, you think you can get away? I don't even have to try. <laughs> boop, boop. I'm not even going to jog. I'm not even going to jog. I'm going to jog. Like, wait a little bit, make you think you're safe, and then just boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> you're toying with me <laughs> <laughs> just like it's not even an effort for me to like, maybe maybe i'm over selling this thing but i don't know it's just oh, it's so, but since it's kind of goofy looking too that's kind of one of the reasons why i made brookie one I mean, this is what yeah 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 this like is, this is why i like paleontology though you see so many bizarre things yeah like see like at least with therizinosaurus and dinochirus which are the two similar ish looking ones from different families they're slow like we used to think Dinocarus was fast until we found it was like a big humpbacked like right. stork thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then Therizinosaurus has really short legs and like a short tail and has a is like a like basically like a giant ground sloth in dinosaur form. Well, but this would be fast, I think. Ho- hopefully, Gigantoraptor would um, you know be distracted by scavenging for roots or something. Plus, it's, it's called Gigantoraptor. <laughs> It's big. That's also one of the reasons why I chose it, because part of the reason... So in my second Megazord book, I introduced the Alpha Squad, and part of the Alpha Squad, their gimmick, is to make them seem... At first, when you like when Cortan sees them, they're supposed to be like, oh my god, this is the Alpha... They're so big and scary and... They're terrifying. Terrifying, yeah. all this stuff, and ruthless. There's a reason why they're the top ones, and so I made sure all their species names were really scary-sounding. So you have Gigantoraptor, you have Diablo Ceratops, you have Tyranotitan. <laughs> Sauroniops is... It's not as scary-sounding until you look at what the name means eye of sauron (laughs) (laughs) you did well i found out recently that sauroniops might not be a valid species anymore Uh, that's the problem with writing paleo uh fiction like careful god i know so many people are like oh this is out like oh this isn't accurate like none of it's ever gonna be accurate (laughs) well you could always you could always make it like you know um Whatever the new species they they class that under, you could, I think it's just like a Carcharodontosaurus again. But okay, yeah. I mean, do, I could do that. Yeah. My, my ethnicity identifies as Sauroniops, <laughs> something like that. Uh, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. Well, it's like one of the reasons when I when I found out just a little bit after I finished the final draft of um, an era's end that Amphicillus was actually a lot smaller than we thought, mm. and like that. Um, That's a little. Depressing. And then the, the the big vertebrae we found of is actually of another type of of. Uh, long neck called Marapunisaurus, which is in the Rabaka sword family, which often have higher spines and are shorter in length. Mm. So I'm like, so this 200 foot long Diplodoca just didn't exist. So I made sure to hastily add a line before it came out. Genetically altered! (laughs) (laughs) Good call. Yeah, so um, even though it's just not the same. Uh, In terms of breeding for a Gigantoraptor, I actually learned a new term when researching this creature. In the 1970s, a nest was found in in the formation that Gigantoraptor was found in in Mongolia, with eggs laid in a massive ring 10 feet across, or 3 meters, and no one knew what kind of dinosaur laid these eggs, as they looked like oviraptor or eggs, but they were much bigger. 
and we didn't have Gigantoraptor as a species at the time. Right. Uh, so what they were in 1995, they were um, assigned to the genus Macroelongatulithus, which is apparently what's known as an oo genus. An oo genus. Yeah, oo genus. There's also oo species and oo taxa. <laughs> so what does it have to be to qualify as oo? Basically, it's a description of an animal whose only fossil evidence is its eggs. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, so like, no, when you write a paper describing a new species, yet usually based on the evidence, but it's only known from the eggs. It's known as an ooh pea species, or ooh genus. Huh? Well, I just did orangutan coin this term. <laughs> just ooh genus. Right. I'm sure there's some sort of etymology for that. It just makes you think like, but paleontologists went to their orangutan, like, hey, Mr. Louie, uh, what are we going to call this term? And he's like, ooh. <laughs> it's like, okay, are you sir, Mr. Louie? Ooh, taxa, if you insist. And then the orangutan's like, because it's a freaking orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it reminds me of uh, the growlitter, though, because like that's a species that's only known by its footprints. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I, I wonder know. what that... I think those are called trace fossils. I don't know what the term for... I know that, like, all footprints are trace fossils, but, like, when you only know it by the footprint, Growlitter is technically a placeholder name until Uh, they link it to something Well, I think based on, I'm I'm assuming it, I'm only based on the fact that the the genus they named for is Macro Elongatulithus. I'm assuming that's a placeholder name. No way were they planning on keeping that. (laughs) Macro Elongatulithus. I don't know. They kept Archaeoornithomimus. That's true, but (laughs) it is true. But so, but once fossils of Gigantoraptor were discovered and and described a few years later, the origins of these eggs became pretty apparent. Uh, but yeah, Mus macroelonga toothlithus has now been re- replaced as a valent taxon. Uh, shame that genus really rolled off the tongue. <laughs> Sorry, ooh, genus. <laughs> Rhyme that in a poetry slam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically Gigantoraptor. I mean, we would normally look for more info in your book, but someone, no, I'm, just, I'm not getting on to you. <laughs> someone forgot their book this time. That's okay. Most of the coast, they don't do any further Sorry, research. Sorry, folks. I forgot my book. Uh, that's okay. Time, hopefully. That's okay. That's okay. You're one of the few co-hosts that actually does further research alongside me. Most of the time, their other co-hosts are just along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so let's rate it one out of 65 million. I'm going to rate like a 61 or 2 million. Like. Maybe even a little bit higher, like 64 million. I don't know what it loses points. Maybe, it's just maybe it only loses points because it's not usually my preferred type of dinosaur. I'm going to give it a 63.5. 63,500,000. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, that's pretty good. All right. Well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at mattdmatthewdoncreator.com. For any questions to me or any of the co hosts, you can find me on social media at mattthewdoncreator on Facebook and mattthewdon64 everywhere else. So Twitter, however long that lasts, <laughs> Instagram, uh, TikTok, Mastodon, when that becomes a thing. Have you heard of Mastodon? There's a social network called Mastodon? Yes, and um, it's it's going to... Um, like when, when Elon Musk bought Twitter and everyone was freaking out about Twitter going under, a lot of people moved to this place called Mastodon. Mastodon. Okay, I'll have to look that up. It's I... it's a bit less user-friendly. It's, it's kind of like Discord and that there are servers. Oh, I hate Discord. Yes, Discord is hard for me I... to get a hold of. But uh... I don't know, it's called Mastodon, so I feel oh, like yeah. I should start an account there somewhere. You should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyways. Um... <laughs> Uh, what about you? Where can I find you? So you can find me at my um, author's website, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-C-C-U-R-R-O.com. Stephen C. Stephen C. Curro, yes. Um, uh, you can find uh, information on the books and short stories 
but well, okay, book, book, mini novelette book, one book. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and other short stories that I've published. Shoot me an email. You can find, you can hunt me down on Facebook, though I don't post on it very often. Yep, yep, <laughs> nope, exactly. So <laughs> that's okay. Most people, most, I mean, look, social media, well, the world is better off without it in so many ways, but it's so addicting. <laughs> I know. Like, it's good for getting messages out. Especially TikTok. You... TikTok is very good for right. getting messages out for like Generation Z. Uh, a lot of people credit the election in 2022 going as well as it did due to TikTok. Well, there you, there you have so it. That's why Republicans are trying to like, not to get all political here, <laughs> but that's why. Republicans are trying to um, shut it down because they can't use it to, as I, well as Facebook and Twitter to manipulate people. I do have a friend who sends me TikTok videos, and sometimes they're goofy, but sometimes they're like very thoughtful political. Oh no, there's there's some thoughtful stuff. Like, there's, wow. <laughs> there's some thoughtful stuff. There's some like yeah stuff about science. I follow some dinosaur TikTokers. They describe various things, and then other times there's just girls dancing or animals being dumb. <laughs> like, uh, social media. It's a strange, <laughs> strange thing. This is better than next door. Next door is just like a toxic cesspool. I have never heard of next door, and I'm I'm going to keep it that way. It sounds <laughs> like basically. I got books here on Amazon, Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. Like we said, there is a Gigantoraptor in it. Um, Brookie! Brookie, yes, she's pretty good. Pretty silly. Because, like, since Gigantoraptor has, like, um, almost wings, kind of like a chicken, like, or like an ostrich, I imagine that she had all these little missile launchers all throughout her wings so that she just held her wings out and they just barrage. Hence her signature line, missiles, missiles, missiles! Yeah, exactly. She's just, <laughs> just, 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 it's just ridiculous. It's <laughs> very ridiculous. And it, it, it goes into the whole thing of like the mental triggers thing. They don't need to actually press a trigger to fire it. They fire just by thinking it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is very dangerous for someone like Rookie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyways, I also have another book called Tesla Knots. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of a new series. Second one probably could be coming out uh, later this year. We'll just have to see. And I have another podcast called The Rit Witch, currently on a different hiatus. Blah, blah, blah. That's it for this week. <laughs> I said the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Missiles, 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 missiles. missiles, missiles, missiles. <laughs> Explosions, carnage, destruction. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right.